Your hair is wild. <laughs> Everything about this is wild. Nick, I'm pretty sure I've lost more hair than you, and you still look more bald than that. You want to suck my actual <laughs> asshole? Suck every last inch of my actual Compared asshole. Compared to his fake asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'll suck your fake one. Welcome to the new episode of Drunken Jurors, where Nick literally doesn't shut the fuck up so we can start. But no, we're doing Drew Peterson this week. <laughs> uh, g- given to me by both, actually, Adam and Nick, as this is something I didn't know about, and I live in Illinois. Hell just yeah! On, we my, grew up with this. <laughs> on the opposite side of it. This happened like eight well, minutes away from Nick and yeah. about 15 minutes away from me. Yeah. So this this is literally something that I grew up with. I saw Happened the helicopter. whole life. <laughs> I saw the helicopters when I was a child. So when did this happen? Not. What year was this? 2007? 2007? I would have been... I thought it was 04. Something happened in 04. That's when she died. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. All right. When she died, Seven, the other one so died. I, I would have <laughs> been... No, the other one's missing. She's not Ten? dead. I was 10 in 2007. Just missing for like almost 20 years now? Yeah. Not 20. <laughs> I guess like 15. Somewhere in there. Close enough. Yeah. It was a fun time. Well, I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm someone. Yeah. Nick literally hasn't said what his name is in like <laughs> eight episodes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's become a new thing that I'm not a fan of. <laughs> I, I hate it every fucking time and I try to edit around it every single time. <laughs> it's one of my it is my least favorite thing of like I I'm not even I'm not minutes. even doing it intentionally anymore. yeah I know that's what makes it even worse <laughs> is that you're just fucking stupid literally there will be I'll be like Nick you still haven't introduced yourself and then you like segue into your introduction it was like I wish you would just say oh and I'm Nick and then I could cut all of his stupid bullshit out of him not saying what his name is but now I have to keep it uh, I'm drinking uh, well I guess I'm going to start drinking this but it's the Glen Fittich 14 year uh, bourbon barrel reserved single malt scotch and also mm. some bush diesel as usual. I got. Uh, I'm still drinking my apple rum and ginger ale mix uh, stuff, but I got tired of pouring it into a glass, so I just mixed it in the bottle. Nice. She get a brown bag for it too. I got a uh, Camelot Honeymead um, to replace the one that Adam drank on the and, last recording. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm back on my bullshit. I'm no longer house sitting. Was that was that canonical? A uh, house sitting. Yeah, that. I'm no longer drinking the good good. <laughs> not not having a camera. That's what. Yeah, that that too. Hi. It just seems I don't so much see better you. with a camera. Looking oh. at just a name is so weird. That's why I put my little post-it note, which I'm actually going to keep forever. <laughs> uh, my mom got rid of Gustav. <gasps> I was what house the sitting. Fuck? Yeah, I don't I actually don't know where Gustav is. My my mom. That, that chair does have a cowboy hat though, so we do have a new. It does. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a new. Fucking... Um, oh, there is Snoopy behind him. We but Snoopy. And we have. Huh, Nick, Nick, you have to find out where Gustav is, and you needs to take. I him. needs to go on uh, that lamp directly behind your head right now. Are we? Are we am I? 
Am I going to have to establish a rescue mission for Gustav? Yeah, not during the podcast, though. Wait oh, till yeah. after the episode. Wait, wait, yeah. I, I was about to get up, and then I realized we are, in fact, recording. So my source is Drew Peterson, the Tribune Files by the Chicago Tribune. So basically, it's just a bunch of articles, like every article that they came out with during this entire thing, just put into different parts, basically. Um. So for me... I watched uh, two biographies, read an article, and watched... You mean documentaries? I don't think uh, you can watch biographies. You're right. You're not <laughs> trying hard enough. All right. If you, once you see my source, you'll understand my confusion. But okay, so I watched two documentaries, um, read an article, uh, watched a interview, and then watched a movie. Uh, so I watched the Drew... Uh, it's just called Drew Peterson uh, from Biography, uh, uh, available on biography.com. Uh, and it, it was made before his trials. So it went all into his background and uh, like just everything leading up to the trials. Um, then I watched uh, I Lived with a Killer, uh, which is a documentary uh from his kids perspective uh it's available on youtube uh it it dealt with the whole thing everything but went more into uh drew's character and his home life uh then i watched uh an interview called where is it uh, Drew Peterson and Stacy Peterson by uh, True Crime Daily's Crime Watch Daily. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, it is uh, his sister-in-law uh, being interviewed. It's like a 25-minute interview uh, with his sister-in-law uh, talking about kind of more of an outside perspective of what happened. Uh, then I read an, an article tied into that interview by uh, True Crime Daily on their website. And then I didn't watch it fully, um, but I skipped around a bunch in it just to kind of get an idea of the movie. Uh, it's a Lifetime original movie called Drew Peterson Untouchable, starring Rob Lowe as Drew Peterson and Kaylee Cuoco of uh, Big Poco? Bang. I don't know. It's spelt Kawako. Uh, I'm looking at it, Nick. You can question me all you I want. Know. It's spelt Kawako. <laughs> Pretty sure um, it's Kawako. I don't give a shit, but she's from Big Bang Theory, and she plays Stacey Peterson. Mm-hmm. How was that movie? Also, I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> from what I saw, because uh, I jumped around in it, uh, it, it, was, uh, it wasn't a good movie, but what... I thought what they did do is the character, like the actors all did a really good job. The writing and the editing were not good. We, for a hot second, can we talk about how, how much easier research papers would have been if we could have done them in fucking podcast form throughout school? My school this actually had us do that. This would have been so fucking easy. We just give all of our sources beforehand and then we're going to go give a bunch. Well, I mean, we can't give a bunch of information and all the bullshit we do. And we drink. Yeah, I guess that wasn't allowed in high school, was it? Yeah, you don't know that. Yeah, I feel like I do, but maybe I'm French. On. 
maybe I got held back a few years. <laughs> a lot of years. I'm pretty sure also at 21, they kick you out anyway. So probably you don't know that he doesn't. He is. That is true. Unless Jeff was hold back. Hold back. Are you talking from firsthand knowledge? Nick, you knew me before I was 21 in <laughs> my did. sophomore year this of is, college. This is, this is, this is accurate. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. Nick, what was your source? <laughs> I read Fatal Vows by Joseph Hosey. Um, I don't, appara- I, I just found this out from Adam. Apparently, it's a very unreliable book. <laughs> so, it, uh, yeah, at the Nick, time, the, the, the holding back of the group. It was 2008. Yeah, at the so time at no of its point, release, it was reliable. So, it at no point, no you longer. thought to check to see how reliable the book was? Nick, was that my job? I asked Nick, what book did you read? Because I, I allowed interested. you to choose from the books that were available. <laughs> um, I chose I, mine because it's newspaper articles. You can't really, like, I mean, yeah, the media lies a lot. But, I mean, they're just telling what happened I could have. I could have read the book written by Geraldo Rivera. That was my other option. Watch us do this entire podcast on Drew Peterson. And everything we say is wrong because we just I all got shitty see. sources. Yeah, we just all got shitty sources. I feel like my sources were good. I, I'm pretty sure he sued people for less, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, he can have, yet again, like I said, he can have our $10 that we've made doing this podcast. So it's a worthy cause yeah. to, to basically make fun of this literal garbage human being. So cool, dude. Uh, he's not. I don't know why <laughs> I said that. He's really not. And so, for, and for anyone who doesn't know about Drew Peterson, this entire story is uh, as really one of the breaking points in the Chicagoland area <laughs> for why everyone thinks police are corrupt and shitty. Like this is one of the big stories that leads to that because it's also true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it does not paint the police in the uh, so the, the Chicago area. My police. my book and my no. book, so my book actually it, it's it's a weird format. But the author, when interviewed the police chief of Bolingbrook, he's fucking, and he was talking to him, was like, he's fucking pissed because all, whenever people think about Bolingbrook police, they just think about Drew Peterson. I and think that the, comes up a couple times in my book. And, and the police chief is like, I, I wasn't here. When I, was, when I was a lieutenant, I was trying to get him fired for like four years. I don't, why am I so, being yelled at? Yeah. So basically, so, what I'm so saying what is feel is, free. Is, the corruption is like he tried getting him fired for four years and it wouldn't work. So there's corruption. Oh, it, oh buddy, they tried to fire him <laughs> so way fucking before that. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I know. So my my stuff never went into the police side of things, but they just was like, and this is what the police failed to do or did do and not well or ignored, and Two they piece. just put it as like a oh this is what they did. I'm, I'm gonna put this disclaimer here. Um. Some of our shit might be wrong. Yeah. We all have some pretty old sources. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, also, to be fair, in the defense of the police, not corruption, uh, early like 2000s, like when these investigations were like 2004, early 2000s, modern policing was a clusterfuck because like DNA just started being implemented, fingerprints, like fingerprint directories were just started, like an entire whole new wave new, of policing just got started. A whole new law was passed for this case. Yeah. <laughs> like Isn't there there's true? there's a reason a lot of shit got fucked up. It, it's so. not like malice behind the officers, it's just shit was wild. 
so I, I say disclaimer, some of our shit may be wrong. We are still going to try to provide you good facts and a good podcast and story of this. And at the end, we'll tell you why Drew Peterson is a unicorn. Exactly. I'm holding you to that. You will right. have to do that at the end. That's fine. <laughs> part one or part two? At sure. the end. The end. All right. The end. All right. Got it. We'll figure it out. All right. So first, we're going to go into the fucking disappearance. So on Sunday, oh, yeah, I'll... I think... do we, I think, do we need, are we, this is something I should have asked before. Which one are we starting on? Stacy. The Got disappearance. <laughs> That's valid. Never mind. <laughs> That's, I was about to say which one. And then I'm like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> the other one didn't really disappear. She did for like. A uh, day. What? Yeah, like three yeah. days. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> and they immediately said, "Like, oh well, she didn't disappear. She just stayed put in one <laughs> she, spot." For she a disappeared. Very long time. She disappeared. Cop walks in, found her. She's there. She, yeah, no, she's disappeared. Is, I didn't find her. Either. We'll get into it. Jesus, uh, this fuck. is like shut, this is like shutting a door and being like, and "Like, Nick, you're on the other side of the door," and I shut the door. I'm like, Nick's disappeared. That's what that's what you just did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I forgot did. object permanence is a thing. Yeah. Right. I'm like a five-year-old. All right. So you stop this article. Years, <laughs> this article is from Wednesday, October 31st, 2007. But obviously the the disappearance happens days before that. On October 30th, um, authorities went to the Peterson household and searched for um how do I want to word this? Hold on. The potatoes? Shut the fuck up. Jesus fuck. The Tuesday prior, authorities show up to search for Stacy Peterson, who is the mother of two, who left home Sunday morning to meet with a relative and help rehab a home. Stacy Peterson at the time was 23 and was the wife of a Bolingbrook police sergeant who uh, just never showed back up home. She was last dressed in red jogging suit at around 10 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, by her husband, Drew Peterson, who is 53, and a 29-year veteran of the Bolingbroke Police Department. Um, he later heard from her by phone at 9 p.m. that night. If you guys want to go into any bullshit right now, fucking go ahead. I don't care. Just okay. I, I, fuck, I hate this dude. This dude is literally okay. the biggest piece of shit. Go in whenever the fuck you want. So I'm going to hold off on the age difference because... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm saving that for a little bit 30, later. Thirty on. years. Thirty years. Fifty-three and twenty-three. I'm, gonna, I'm saving yeah. that for when we learn more information about his multiple wives. But I would like to point out he gave two completely different statements about Stacy's whereabouts yep. at, in two separate occasions. So the first one, he claimed that she told him uh, that morning that she was going to go to her uh i'm trying to read them my notes uh she left to paint her brother's house and that and she was going to be gone for a while and then at some other point he changed his story completely to that he had no idea where she was like where she was going what she was doing she just she he saw her she left and then at some point she called him saying that she was leaving for the caribbean with another man to like so (laughs) like 
and he did it in a way like you could have easily made those like one story like oh she left to band her brother's house and then she calls you later saying that but no he just said completely changed the story that they were two separate things um so do we i'm trying because this is kind of more freestyle i'm gonna go into why that doesn't make sense um as to why she would never do that uh let's see so stacy's mom ran off when she was when she was a kid and that like completely fucked up her brother who ended up going in and out of jail with drug and alcohol problems and everything um she also had two kids and two adopted kids which i'm sure we'll get into uh actually i don't know if i know about the adopted kids but yeah we can get into okay, that later. we'll get into that later um right now yeah so there's and everyone except for drew swore up and down because of what happened to her as a kid and how she loved the kids she was also talking about leaving drew and taking all of the kids so that was never going to fly as an excuse um, her family spent Sunday trying to reach her by phone. Um, when they couldn't, they went to the Illinois State Police at 4 a.m. Monday to report her missing. Um, according to the police, there were no signs of foul play and that the investigators treated the disappearance as a missing persons case. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Wow, the Bolingbroke Police Department did something right in this whole entire case. <laughs> Um, at this time, they stated that Sergeant Peterson is cooperating fully with the state police, which is said by Lieutenant Ken Teppel, Teeple, something like that, um, who then added that Peterson is taking personal time to be with family. Obviously, he's distraught. Um, so Stacy Peterson is Drew Peterson's fourth wife. Um, his previous wife, Kathleen is it Savio? Savio. 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 So Kathleen Savio, who was 40 at the time, uh, was found dead in an empty bathtub in her Bullingbrook home on March 1st, 2004. Well before the disappearance. Yeah. Well, uh, th- three over three years. And yeah. also maybe raises some concerns here, right? Yeah. It's, well, he has, he's had four wives. The third one died. <laughs> The, Mysteri- uh, not mysteriously in a pretty toss-up way of how the fuck did she die we'll get into that later also okay um i don't remember which wife <clears throat> um at some point uh I'll tell you. one of the wives reported how uh he was <clears throat> quote cleaning his service gun and shot through the floor and the shot landed uh, if you're wondering, that's uh, a fun that's fact. Either quick. Vicky or Savio. So, um, real quick fun fact. Uh, that's how you clean know, a firearm. Yeah, I was gonna, for people who don't know a lot about firearms, you don't clean them loaded. Nope. Uh, that's the actually how not, the mag's hold. not in it, and you make sure the chamber's fucking empty. Well, and that's a good as, way to kill yourself. As someone who was military police and 
police. He should twenty nine year veteran. He was in the military. I, I actually was, didn't. I didn't. He know was that. military police. You know the video of Gerald Ford falling down the steps of Air Force One. Yeah, uh, he was there. Oh, oh <laughs> Drew Peterson was there. I didn't know that as military police. Yes, so. and apparently at the time, Drew Peterson did not help the president. He just looked at him and laughed. <laughs> A little bit more about Savio. Um, at the inquest hearing, Will County Coroner Patrick O'Neill said Savio drowned. Although the bathtub was dry, her hair was wet when she was discovered and her fingertips were wrinkled from being in water. Investigators speculated the water must have drained from the tub and a coroner's jury ruled the death accidental. Uh, did your thing not talk about how there was a gash on the back of her head? As yeah, well? we're getting there. All right, all right. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that comes I'm happy later. to we'll know things. Get, okay, we'll just we'll get that. We'll we can just go and do it now. Yes, but Adam be included for the first also, time. <laughs> it's is it at like the base of her, the back of her neck, or something? It's like on the back of her head or something. There's like a two inch fucking gash. Uh, mine just said back of her head. Yeah. So so I didn't like get detail inch, on that, but there was a, a two inch gash. Also, uh, yet again, heads up. I am reading pretty much verbatim what is just written down i'm not putting it into my own words i'm just reading it because this is well put together so yet again everything i'm saying goes out to uh the tribune files the chicago tribune so we also don't get sued for that um (laughs) so the state police did end up investigating savio's death but no charges were filed also we'll learn later that they literally did not investigate it but we can get into that later um we're gonna bring up someone nick really wants to talk about but we'll kind of bring him up throughout this um state's attorney james gaslow who was not in office like like scotland um he was not in office at the time of this case said uh on tuesday so two days after her disappearance of stacy's disappearance that he wants to review the savio file so one one interesting thing that my book went into um, when Stacy went missing, there were like over like the in the previous like four years in so to describe because Adam and I are from this area to describe the area of Bolingbrook is the large conglomerate that is referred to as the southwest suburbs that is mostly DuPage, Will, and parts of Cook County. Um, that aren't just straight Chicago. And and for people not in the like illinois area um you might hear us say chicago a lot so the chicago suburbs are these um, counties it's actually the suburbs are actually called chicagoland which gets shortened to chicago a lot in our area i live in indiana and i technically live in chicagoland yeah yes so So if if you live within 45 minutes of chicago you live in chicagoland which is just the suburbs of chicago and it's a, there's a lot of towns, and they're all packed very tightly in, which is why towns, we call it villages, cities, so, whatever. Which is why so, we call it Chicago lands. And so you'll hear us say Chicago a lot because the, it's Bolingbroke. The town I live in, uh, in the spot I live in, if I walk five minutes in any direction, I'm in like three different towns. Yeah, that is it, very it's true. it's it is a it's a very tightly packed area. Yeah, and so and for anyone not who's always wondered why people from who don't live in Chicago say that they're from Chicago, that's why. Because people who actually live in Chicago get very angry when people like us say that. Yeah, but it's shorthand for yeah. us. It's not we're not living in Chicago. It's 
we're living in a shorthand version of Chicago. So, so the best way it's been described to me was like basically how news stations cover it. Um, Chicago is Chicago. And then Chicago suburbs are any area within the radius of the bordering counties. That is the suburbs. After that, it's Chicago land in whatever area gets their the Chicago news, which is like out to Rockford and into Indiana. It's a Chicago land is huge. Chicago suburbs is like five different counties. Hence why everyone thinks Illinois is just Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Because we all <laughs> say that we're from Chicago. Yeah. yeah. It's easier. R- Rockford's an hour and a half away from Chicago and is still it's the, kind of still, Chicago. Yeah. Some people say that they're from Chicago when you're yeah. in Rockford. Yep. Yeah. And it's fucking stupid. So, uh, well, any, any the point, the original point I was getting to was at this time within the past five years, like six, five or six wives and people had gone missing suspected from spouses and other thing and other like family members and stuff. And that was all, all of them got away with it. And it was all within the Chicago lane or the Chicago suburbs. It was all within like 10 miles of Bolingbrook. So therefore Drew Peterson kind of, you know, not only is he a cop, there are people who got away with it. Just completely, whole hog, got away with it. And why Why wouldn't he be able to, especially if he's a cop? Yeah. So I'm going to read a couple. I'm going to read a quote here from uh, Glasgow. Glasgow, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Glasgow. Glasgow. Okay, there we go. So I was not the state's attorney when this case was processed. So for purposes of the investigation, this is being re-looked at. Because he, he thinks there's some foul play here. And definitely seems like it. Um, he then declined to discuss what, if any, connection there might be between the Savio case and the search for Peterson, saying only that there are some unusual circumstances in the 2004 case. Uh, James Glasgow, is, as Will County State's Attorney, is still in office. Um, and that's So he's been in office for well over 10 years. Now, we, we put down the basis of the very start of things that happened. We're going to go a little bit farther back and talk about drew peterson's earlier life not his like childhood because i don't think any of us have any info on that but we are going to talk about probably wasn't his earlier life and then his other marriages because stacy is number four and the third one died so there's obviously things that happened in the first two um so, so when he was younger he was just uh i mean nowadays it's gross. Like he was just a gross womanizing human being. Um, back then gr- morally gray area uh, for the time that he grew up, he, the documentary I watched talked about how he would go up to really hot girls and say, I, and with a dime in his hand and say, or maybe a quarter, um, I, I, I bet you this quarter that I can't, uh, or that I can kiss you on the lips without touching you. And the girls would accept like this offer, like, cause they're like, how can you kiss me on the lips without touching me? And they kiss them on the lips and, and give them the quarter. Like, that's just the kind of person he was, which back then was okay. 
but it's definitely not okay now. Uh, uh, but yeah, and he would sleep around and was do all the just was a gross personality. Um, and that carried on. Um, like we talked a little bit earlier how he was in military police. Um, he was married to Carol. I don't have a whole lot about their marriage um, except for reasons that ended. Um, and I'm literally looking for all that shit right now. So, so continue on. So he essentially, he, he was a military police and was married to Carol, left the military, joined law enforcement, and uh, went undercover. Um, and he w- was dressed as a hippie, buying and selling drugs as an undercover cop. And part of his ruse in doing all of that was he was womanizing. And apparently he used to make a joke that I have to lie to my girlfriend to go home and see my wife at the end of the day. Um, And his wife did not know that he was cheating on her with a bunch of different girls while being undercover. Um, And when she found out, uh, that's why she wanted a divorce was because he was a playboy. Um. One thing I <clears throat> so he was when he was going to cover. I do have a story from the second wife, so I don't know which one we're on right now. But... We're on one. When he was going undercover, uh he would oftentimes pretend to be a dirty cop. Um the the police chief when Stacy was found um claims that it wasn't an act. He he was a dirty cop. And there's a lot of evidence to back up that he was, in fact, not acting as a dirty cop. He that was an actual was. dirty so cop, there... and he was trying to start up his own drug distribution side thing. As there's a cop. also a lot of, um, from what I read, there was also a lot of um, like his coworkers who said he was the type of person that, like, when he wasn't doing that type of shit. He, he was just a show up, get the job done, leave. Like he didn't care how the job got done or what he did. Like just show up, job get done, I leave. Which is um, not what you want in a cop. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so after uh, his divorce from Carol, do we have anything else on Carol? I don't. That's all I got on her. She's pretty insignificant to the story. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So after Carol, uh, he started dating a girl named Kyle Peary Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um. She was uh, 20 years old and he was 27 years old. Um, And he would take her to bars and get her drunk, which I now am questioning, like, why was he allowed to take like an underage girl to the the bar? And did they just, did the bars just let it happen because he was a cop? Like both things, not okay things to do. Um, And she told a story about how, uh, and they only dated while she was underage, uh, or not underage. Under she kept calling herself underage, but she was twenty the whole time. Um, so not legally allowed to drink, but that's all they they essentially do is go to bars and get drunk. Um, so, so 
when they would go to bars, one of the bars they went to had a wall of mirrors uh, on the dance floor. And she would constantly catch him. They would go out on the dance floor to dance. And he would always want to be facing the mirror to stare at himself because he was so in love with himself that he would dance with her watching himself in the mirrors. So in the previous episode of Drunken Journeys, which you should go listen to, um, I discussed the psychological breakdown of what a psychopath, sociopath, a narcissist is. Drew Peterson is 100% a narcissist, a malignant narcissist nonetheless. Um, he was in love with himself. He took advantage of people. He he shows every sign in the book of what a narcissist is. He fucking takes that ball and knocks it out of the park yeah. every time. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was overbearing and just creepy. Like he. Oh, and when he got a hold of like a woman, like g- good luck. You like, were property that was it. to him. Yeah, that was like, it. You were just property. Um. And she uh, kept feeling uncomfortable with things he was doing and saying, and her family was feeling uncomfortable. And uh, at certain points, uh, police were being called on Drew, and they were just saying, oh, well, and walking away. And that is really what's brought on the stigmatism of police protecting their own um and going like to some extent understandable but in this like these situations where you're just when you are being a creep and of being a shitty human being and trying to protect your own that also makes you a piece of shit as a police officer and no one hates dirty cops more than good cops that's just, um, that's what it is. And when she wanted to break up with him, uh, they, him and all of his buddies at the station were writing parking tickets for her car and not leaving them on her car. Like they were just writing a bunch of tickets randomly and then submitting them. And, uh, and to the point that she had a warrant out for her arrest um because she had so many parking tickets um that were she was not parking illegally like the parking tickets were in like not legal anyway and they were she never saw any of these parking tickets until she had to go to court (laughs) being arrested for having them next we got i mean his second wife vicky connelly I just finished an entire bottle. Which I would, at this point, I'd like to point out, how does Drew get such attractive girls to fall in love with him? Narcissist. Yeah. Yes, confidence. Yeah. But he fucking tried to... He was forcing Vicky to get married to him while she was still married. Like Like I said, when, when he gets a grip on him, like, Good fucking luck. Like, so Vicky was separated from her husband and wanted to marry Drew, but she wanted to wait until all the paperwork was done 
just in case something happened and they couldn't get divorced by the date that they were told. And then Drew forced her to get married to him. I think it was like two or three days before the before her divorce was finalized, which how is that legal that you can get married without being divorced yet? Even if you're in the process of being divorced, how are you able to get married? Could have been different counties. Like yeah. it could could have been just a bunch of stuff. Could have been on a weekend where shit was weird. It it like it a lot of things could have been weird. Uh, uh, most likely different counties. Okay. Especially at that time, the internet wasn't really a thing. So, so like, documents fact, had to be mailed. Fun fact about marriage is where whatever county you get, you are getting married in that you have your wedding is the county you get like you sign your marriage license to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when Kristen and I get married, it will not be here. So we will literally get married in a random ass county. <laughs> so second wife, um, Vicki Connolly. Fucking fun times. Um, she said that during their marriage, uh, Peterson had a very controlling personality and told her he could kill her and make it look like an accident. And he told her that multiple times. Uh, one story I was that he told her that while he was kneeling on her, like over her body with his knees to yep. her arms with a gun pointed at her head. Yep. <laughs> love. Um, Young the- love. So. <laughs> As as your residents, it's not as bad now, uh, person. Uh, there is much better psychological testing to weed out people like this in law enforcement. It's not perfect. It's better. Needs to get even better to make sure that none of these people can be law enforcement. But it's better than it was. She also told other uh, Bolingbrook police officers that he told her this because um, she considered them friends. Um, and the reason she did this was uh, so that they would know he said these things to me. But apparently that meant nothing as he still killed his third wife. For fun. She, she, yeah. She said Peterson would hit her, but not hard enough to go to the hospital and not often enough for her to expect it. Which is not only physical abuse, that is some serious psychological shit too. She then stated that uh, he has the experience, the knowledge, and the means and the mind to do it. To do all that to a woman. Um, Connolly was married to Peterson for 10 years beginning in 1982 they raised each other's children from pre- previous marriages they operated a bar together and she stuck him um, she stuck by him through his infidelities and during legal problems he had in the 1980s because yet again he wasn't he was a dirty cop yeah he, was, he wasn't a clean cop um, the reason she finally left him was she caught him cheating on honor like she saw it with her own eyes mm-hmm. um so i wrote down uh so while so drew started cheating on vicky with savio his third wife yep. um and i wrote if i down, am correct that's who she caught him cheating on yes, her with right yeah yes 100 um and i wrote down great let's cheat again and lie about Vicky's heroin addiction and divorce because Drew Peterson told Savio that his wife was abusive, had a heroin addiction, and that they were already filed for divorce um, when in reality, uh, Vicky was not abusive. She never did heroin, and they were still married. 
<laughs> and not separated at all. And he lied about a, divorce proceedings several times. Well, and throughout a, everything, I have a quote. At this point, they popped in in my doc in one of my first documentary. They popped in this nice little soundbite from Kyle, um, and she said, "One's not even out, and he has another one ready to go." <laughs> that he's just like once he sees the writing on the wall of that he wants to get rid of this girl. He already is picking up his, picking out his next girlfriend to to bed. So at I this have, time, he was working undercover um, with a very reputable drug dealer who, uh, I mean, probably where he became a dirty cop, all, or not became, but was a dirty cop. Um, he was so controlling of her that he bugged their own house. Um, he put a microphone in the kitchen and taped their conversations because he was cheating but he didn't want her to cheat. So he had to make sure she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic they psychopath. Also, uh, and after, so Vicky and Drew owned a bar together. Yeah. And after Vicky had told Drew that she wanted the divorce, uh, they were working at the bar together. And he told her that she could go home early, which is something that he never let her do. And on her way home, she found out that someone had cut her brakes. <laughs> I do remember Woo! that, yep. <laughs> And that was never investigated. Remember, brakes, always optional. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somehow her brakes were cut and... No hey, one man. Decided, no one I, investigated that. No one thought that that was at all important to investigate hey, why someone's brakes were cut in the first place. Look, but, dude, brakes are optional. I was told I needed new brakes 10 months ago. All right. I'm still alive. <laughs> do, you rem- do you remember in my Jeep when my brakes would grind because I had no pads left on them? Yeah, I know. I drove <laughs> your Jeep during those times. It was fucking terrifying. Remember when... The- my uh the metal plate that goes on the back of your pads fell out from under my car because it had worn down so much yeah it was terrifying (laughs) ah good times (laughs) oh oh it wasn't i hated it i didn't break that much (laughs) (laughs) you use the cars in front of you (laughs) i walked everywhere and then that is true that is fair it was a three and a half hour drive that i don't have to break through the entire thing that is that is mostly valid you know i know your term your terms are acceptable young man so this happens three months after stacy disappears we'll get into the whole disappearance of stacy but i think before we go into that you need to learn about the death of his third wife (laughs) so we're going to go into that now all right so Three months after the disappearance of Stacy, authorities reopened the four-year-old case of the death of Drew Peterson's third wife, Kathleen Savio. Um, they ruled that as an accident, uh, but with Stacy now disappearing, who is his fourth wife, makes things seem a little bit fucking odd. So maybe we should go back and look at this. On Thursday, November 8th, 2007, um, Will County Coroner, Patrick O'Neill said late Wednesday he disagreed with the findings of an inquest that the 2004 death of uh, Bolingbrook 
police sergeant's third wife was an accident. Don't know why, but uh, he said in a written statement that the court that the coroner's jury ruled Savio's death was an accident, but that he had concerns. It was my opinion that at the very least, her death should have been ruled undetermined. Okay, so he also says he doesn't think it should be looked at again, but he wasn't 100% certain on his own fucking ruling of that, I guess. Older or previous descriptions of the scene said the bathtub was dry, her hair was soaking wet, but the autopsy um, said that her hair was wet because of blood, which is because of the one-inch laceration on the back of her head. And she also had bruises and shit all over her body. Her body had no drugs or alcohol found in the system. Um, they said the cause of death was drowning and wrote that the laceration on the posterior posterior scalp may have been related to the fall in which she struck her head. So somehow, before we get into this, explain to me how... So this would assume that she was getting into a bathtub that was filled with water, slipped, smacked her head hard enough to go unconscious and drown in the water. Yeah. I guess it's a possibility. Yeah, that, honestly, that che- like is- that not jokingly checks out to me. <laughs> like I see it. There's what is it? But, There's but nothing you- like almost slipping in the bathtub to realize that you're just a sad sack of meat and bones. So with that said, why wouldn't the bathtub still be full when finding the body? Evaporation. Ah, yes, because that happens that fast. Yes. <laughs> well, and who's to say how? And also, if I am correct, there was no blood like in the bathtub, like a they large never, amount. They never. You said know, you're asking a lot of questions. Jeff. Well, they they never said in my um the documentaries I watched about that, but so in like, my, from, I think we'll my get head into, canon, it makes If I sense. am correct, we'll get into it. But I think they do say they because the bathtub is a part of evidence that they try to bring in, which we'll get into in the trial. Um, that there's no like blood like residue from water being there, and then the water draining and blood sitting on the bathtub. But we'll get into that. We'll see. So because so O'Neill also noted that in a recent state law allowing coroner coroners to bypass the jury process were in place in 2004, the ruling would have would have been different. And he said he had every confidence the police agency, aka Illinois State Police, that investigated the case would present its reports with Will County State's Attorney's Office for review. Why did they? So in 2004, they weren't allowed to bypass the jury process. No. What does the jury process have to do with determining cause of death? That's kind of where I'm at, but I didn't know if you fucking understood it. So no, I guess. but the, the, those are two completely separate things of the investigative process. One's not even investigative. What did like? So I don't know. We'll just move on. So Savio's family members were pretty fucking happy about the reopening, um, even though it includes them exhuming her body from the grave. I mean, if they all thought, and once we get into their relationship, they have every right to think that Drew had something to do with her death. And like, I would, I mean, we're definitely we're say, gonna, yeah, pull out her body. Like, let's fucking go. Let's. Do I'm going to get into the abuse of her, but you go ahead and start with the whole start of their relationship if you have it. 
well, I just thought like just going on his, just Drew Peterson and how fucking weird he is that He's he really he proposed to Savio just while laying in bed. Yep. And put the ring ring on her finger. Like laying down. Both yeah. of them laying down. In laying bed. down. He said, Do you want and like he forced the ring onto her finger and stuff? Like it was like she really didn't have a choice. So it. to be fair, that's probably how my dumbass would propose without forcing the ring because that's weird. But I'd probably do something sporadic and you do stupid seem like, like the type of person who would do it lazily. It's not lazy. It's just, you know, I, yeah, I'd so laying in bed and proposing he isn't lazy. Do you want to walk upstairs again, Jeff? He did it once. He hated it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing that for my my proposal, my guy. You're we'll make sure there's I'm not no doing it for my. We'll make, sure, <laughs> we'll make sure that at my wedding that we're not on an elevated platform. Yeah. Or we'll crane, we'll crane drop you onto it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Christ! Or we'll have <laughs> the roof. Of, the roof. I think I think Adam's probably the next strong. We'll have Dalton or Adam, or yeah, Dalton or Adam just carry you up. Um, but and then I noted like fucking bullshit. <laughs> so as like before we get into the abuse that uh I uh what's her first name again i just have her savio yeah okay Kathleen. i typed all my notes on my phone and didn't want to type kathleen over and over again so i just typed savio savio for everything so um Mostly what i did so uh before we get into her abuse i be like even taking out the fact that she was killed this is like this poor woman is in the most abusive relationship. Like, I am sorry for the other two before her. This is, but this is the worst emotional and physical this is like and mental abuse to really just fucking yeah. go for it. Like, yeah. this is, this is peak um, were, abusive the relationship. other two wives, like, near his age? And, like, no. she, uh, the, yeah, they were closer. But each time how, it seems like they, how, there's older, a bigger how much older was he than Sabio? So, uh, so I don't have, but uh, oh, uh, he's, oh no, I only have Stacy. But they, there is a joke in the documentary. They don't say how old some like uh, Savio and Vicky are, but there is a joke that with every relationship, he essentially oh, lowers um, the so age by Peterson, ten years. Peterson was forty nine and married. Uh, no, that yeah, you're thinking, no, yeah, Stacy. No. Yep, hold on. I'm looking. Looking here. Why did they not? I clicked on. It, it's uh, it's roughly 10 Oh, my years. bad. I'm, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm looking. Hold on. So, uh, She was. Why did it not give me their actual age? What uh, the fuck? Exa- well, I'm going to let my dog in while you figure that out. Well, I was like in the documentary, I said they said like with, with every relationship after Carol, he was essentially going 10 years wider in his in their age difference every time a set like it's like five years to 10 years at every relationship so the girls are all staying the same age essentially he's getting older right it, like they're all he starts dating them all around their early 20s but he's but and he was married to savio for 10 years 
And I think he was married to Vicky for like eight or something like that. Like they're long relationships. What Nick, without shit. Nick, you missed. I was saying like he essentially he starts dating all of these girls around twenty ish years old. Like I in general, I saw that. He, uh, she would have been. Uh, she no. Um, so he was born in fifty four. Kathleen was mar- uh, born in sixty three. So she would only been 10. like eleven. Yeah, ten to eleven years younger, somewhere in there. Which or nine, nine to ten. Isn't as gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to say the movie. Uh, Kathleen Savio is not white, but in the movie. She has blonde hair, blue eyes, and white. <laughs> She's like extraordinarily Italian. If you want to talk about whitewashing, She's this is the I'm movie pre- to watch. Savio, I'm pretty sure Savio is a Sicilian name. I've never She's- seen a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white bitch na- with the last name Savio. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't call her a white bitch. <laughs> like, uh, throwing that one out there. Well, well, again, this is the movie. Adam She's not white and the movie she was. Adam Adam out here being sympathetic to the victims. I was I'm making fun of the movie. Fucking not way, Savio. Way I'm to, making fun of the way character. to victim blame. <laughs> Hollywood God, blaming. Fuck God, Hollywood. I know, I never, whitewashing. Adam, I thought more of you. I never thought you'd victim blame. It's coming from the whitest Mexican. Oh, okay. I see. I see how it is. So in May of 1993, Savia was treated at a hospital for a head injury that she suffered. Allegedly, when her husband hit her in the head on a hit her head on the dining room table. Um, December 2002, a copy of a Bolingbrook police dispatch report alleges that after quote unquote taking pictures at a wedding and drinking all night, end quote. The police officer came home and trashed their home, furious that his wife came home early to be with their young children rather than close a bar the couple owned. The report he did he bought Vicky's shares of the bar and he he fully owns the bar. (laughs) So like I understand owning businesses. I understand passive income from shit like this. He had way too much money for all of like everything accounted for. Uh, obviously, we've gone over how he's a dirty cop. Yeah, yeah. He had so much money for. I mean, also, so the here, cops here, in the uh, Chicago area make a lot. They do. Well, granted, it's expensive to live in the Chicago area. Also, yeah. Bolingbrook. I'm not. I'm not certain about 2004. Right now, it's that's that is a very nice area. Yeah, it's always been a nice area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like bowling, bowling. Adam and I know we live here. Bowling Brook is a is probably it's very hoity-toity. Top three neighborhoods in the area in Chicagoland, easily. With like Hinsdale and what? If if you so. walk through Bowling Brook, if like that is the town, if you want to think about a town that's just like rich white people. That's Bowling Brook. Like that's all it is is rich white. I'd I'd, I'd say probably top three neighbor, top three it's towns in the area. Probably like it's probably your lawyers and like doctors and shit. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Like top three areas and in, in top three cities in the area are going to be Bowling Brook, Hinsdale, and like Skokie. Like and like even the area like 
there's really night nice, like those kinds of areas of like Naperville. Also, Naperville can also be a shithole. Yeah, same with Aurora. Just all nice. Bolingbrook is just nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I love how uh the police were called from Savio Andrew eighteen times for domestic abuse. Yeah, that was cool. Was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots yeah. of times. And we never pinned this murder on him. Why? Or even investigated, really. As well, we'll I mean, the 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 18 domestic abuse calls were just turned away like they were nothing. So law enforcement, woo. <laughs> like, it's better now. <laughs> I will keep you tell that to this. Savio. Well, you hold on. That so after this December 2000. years ago. After this December 2002 incident where she hit her head on a table quote unquote um the the report noted that police responded and then stated female left residents to spend night at her sister's house problem solved that is literally the quote is female left residents to spend night at sister's house problem solved uh, end quote problem so, solved is in there shit like this is why chicago shit police like- get a bad rap fucking say my fucking shit adam Shit like this. Cooler than you. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Shit like this is why, in a lot of areas now, if there's a domestic, both parties are arrested. Um, I don't agree with that personally because that really kind of takes due process and throws it out the window. But it's also understandable to avoid shit like this. It it stops people from lying. Like it stops like the thing of like just being able to say it to say it um and then it also stops something that's really happening at the same time it it's a double-edged sword which you can decide which side of the sword is worse it's good and Um, bad yeah like you know that's up to you i personally don't like it um but it also i understand why it means it gets rid of that clusterfuck of a mess where people are like nothing happened i feel safer with it like if like i not saying this has ever happened but any any girl could say i'm being abused and they will take her side so both of us being arrested will hopefully stop that from happening as a man that's it could happen to me (laughs) do you do you have anything do you have more on any of the other abuses? I do, but it comes after it, it comes after Stacy and him start seeing each other. You said it might have been. Okay, well, uh, I think I'm about to bring that up, so this works out. You said it might have been Kathleen that he fired a shot at through the floor. It probably was, given, <laughs> given everything. Yeah, to, yeah, fair enough. Given Which, the, as, so I didn't list the abuse that they said in the documentary it's extensive and it's awful yeah we could um, probably make an entire episode just about their relationship and the abuse that she dealt with. i don't know any of this adam what's the worst abuse like what what what's what's one of the worst things that happened <laughs> or, or not even the worst what which ones that stand out to you um mr non-law enforcement background so, which ones that okay, stand out to you so i'll get to it in a bit because this is part of the crossing timelines thing where we right. haven't introduced Stacy yet, but this involves Stacy. Make sure you reconnect it to this. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, in a November 2002 letter 
to Will County Assistant State's Attorney Savio mentioned Peterson's relationship with his current wife. Uh, when I found out Mr. Peterson was having an affair with a minor, he began to get very violent, she wrote. There has been several times throughout my marriage with this man where I ended up in the emergency room in Bolingbrook for injuries, and I have reported this only to the only to have police leave my home without filing any reports. Bolingbrook police officials issued a statement. Okay, yeah, this works. Bolingbrook police officials issued a statement this week when this happened. Um, in our timeline of when this happened, they reported um, that they confirmed 18 domestic calls to the home, but said they always investigated fully. They also noted that they turned the Savio investigation over to the state police as um, at, at this time, they, they switched over Savio's investigation reopened to the state police because they were dealing with Stacy Peterson's disappearance in the missing persons case. So, Sorry, this is it's very hard to understand because we're jumping all over the place. This last part about Bolingbrook police officials issuing a statement about the 18 domestic calls happened at the current time this happened, which would have been uh, and let me find out here for you Thursday, November 8th, 2007. So Drew started dating Stacy while he was married to Savio when Stacy was 17 and, and Drew was 49. Yeah. Um and he Drew regularly he had a a guest bedroom in his basement. He would regularly bring Stacy over to his house that his wife and children were sleeping in to go to the basement and have sex with. Now, Stacy at this time is 17 when they met. Yeah. I don't know if you seven, I don't know if you said that. I wasn't I did. that, but okay. Um so and this is something we're going to cross into a weird area where Stacy I have to like you, taking Stacy 17 and being molded by a 49-year-old and doesn't know any better because she's 17. At the same time, Stacy is doing some awful things that Stacy should also go to jail for. Regardless of her age, she should be in jail as well for things that she has done. This is a weird situation where she is a victim and not at the same time. Um, so, uh, even as a 17 year old though, fucking question the fact that, um, you're going to his wife's house to have sex with him with his wife and kids in the same house. He is a police officer though. And I don't, I don't know, maybe it's the whole pinning authority on her. I mean, we don't have any say because um, we don't have anything from Stacy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, throughout all this. God, fuck. Give me a Fun second. fact, real quick, so everyone knows, um, Stacy's never body was never found, and obviously, even if it like her body was found, she was never found alive. She was her body wasn't found. She's still missing to this day. Um, I think we'll, we'll so get we have, into the the comments, yeah, but just but later to but... say, just to say, like this type of a thing, we can't 
like go back and refer to like why she was seeing him while she was 17 yeah like, why, maybe he did like coerce her into coming to his house but we, we have I'm, no idea about that yeah everything i'm saying take into account i'm coming at this with brain the the brain of this is pre-missing so her being missing does not go into my feelings on her at this moment i am taking this one fact at a time so I'm talking about how Stacy's a shitty person in this instance. I'm not blame like victim blaming for her being a victim at this point. She's not a victim. So throughout this relationship that now Savio wants to definitely wants to be divorced because she now knows that Drew and Stacy are together cheating on her in, in their her, own fucking house. house dude um, that's wild still there are uh stacy is now on her fucking high horse over here um stacy andrew are both doing uh giving death threats to savio and nick this is the worst thing that happened right. to savio both stacy and drew would beat Savio and drag her around the house by her hair. I did not know Stacy was involved in that. Yeah, Stacy was involved in that. According uh, to my documentary, Stacy was involved in that. All right, all right. So is that from Drew though? I don't know. The documentary just said it as if it was fact. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to because if take Drew that, said that, I'm then taking I don't that with a all. hefty hunk of salt. Well, yeah. I'm saying I, I, this documentary said both of them were involved. In, in that Sources. it wasn't just Stacy. They're saying that both Drew and Stacy would do that together. I feel like there's no way to know that without because the only people without Stacy, Savio, Savio, Savio is dead. So, Stacy is to this day still missing. Quote unquote. In in my, even in my book, which was from 2008, um, <clears throat> there were talks about how Stacy, like in the weeks before she went missing, had said that I know that Drew killed. Savio, yeah, yeah. I know that he did it. We'll get into that in the uh, when we get into the pre-trial, yeah. which will actually now be next episode. Um, we get into the pre-trial. There's someone that Stacy confided in, which was a was one cleric. Of no, it was a cleric, oh. a pastor who she said, "I know he and confessed then he, that he Drew her. accused him them of having an affair. That, that's a whole. That's a whole thing we'll get into in the 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 next episode. There's more. God, Drew is such a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so apparently in some of, and in some of these, um, uh, Savio, apparently it's in writing predicted her own death, almost word for word yeah. or like action for action. What happened yeah, that it would in based would on like thing, an accident ba- yeah. and based on what th- drew, what drew had told her, we'll talk to, we'll talk about a little bit more next episode, probably, but there, uh, when, Savio, or when the family tries to go into the house, um, they they know that she has a journal, but the journal is never found. <clears throat> and they say that in that she, like Adam said, basically verbatim wrote how her death would be. Yeah, it it back to circle to circle back to whatever to what adam was saying about stacy also beating kathleen i 
in order to believe that I would need to see, I'm not saying this evidence isn't real. I'm not saying that this evidence doesn't exist. I personally would need to see hefty evidence to support that in order to believe that because I, I, and he, he like, did most of this was without... like five to 90 pounds or some shit like that. Like they were like, all small. All of his yeah. lives were, well, they gotta be easy con- to control physically and mm-hmm. mentally. Fair enough. Um, but like his kids did not know a lot of things because they were just kept in the dark of it. Like that he drew is smart and kept the abuse behind closed doors to where his kids did not know. I mean, yeah. Um, fucking Kathleen's sister even told like a, the coroner's jury in 2004 that they believe something would that Kathleen believed something would happen to her and that the death would look like an accident. Um, this technically doesn't count because hearsay is not allowed yet. But as we'll get into with the pretrial, uh, hearsay is the whole thing on this because that law came into place months before this whole fucking thing happened, or months <laughs> before the entire trial started. Anyway, so I think it is fucking awful and terrible how much power this piece of shit has because he just. So after Savio was supposed to pick up first, they lived like four houses down from each other or something. Like it wasn't that far away. And because this is after him, Drew and Stacy have been married. Savio and him are divorced. Like this is time after Savio was supposed to pick up their kids from Drew and she never did. So a few days later, Drew went over to her house and she wasn't answering or anything. So he went to the next door neighbor and ordered him to come back to the house with him and then got a locksmith and hired a locksmith yeah, I remember to go reading open that, yeah. her house. How is this at all legal? And how is this never brought up that he forcefully entered her home? Like, granted, she was dead, but there was no warrant. He was off the clock. He ordered the neighbors to come with him and just hired a locksmith to open up her door. It wasn't like his kids were in danger. He had his kids. That is a lot of... Does he technically still own the house? Uh, It did not say... Because if he technically still owns the house, then he is allowed to get a locksmith allowed. So that, I'll accept that. But the way that was portrayed in the documentary, they kept saying it was Savio. I'm not saying that's true. I'm not documentary. I need to see this documentary. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying biography.com, Drew Peterson. So I'm not saying that it is true that he like still owned the house, but if he did, technically he could get a locksmith and get in. If he did. I'm accepting of this. If he didn't, how the fuck was this allowed? Like, what the fuck? Um, And so he essentially broke into her house. um, And he ordered the neighbor, like, told neighbors, you go there, you go there, and, like, full on, like... It allowed him to search the house, the places that he needed to search. Yeah. And sent everyone on their way. And it was one of the neighbors who walked into the, I think it was the, pretty yeah. sure it was the master bathroom. And they yeah. walked in and found Stacy's dead body. Her 
husband and or her kids were searching like the basement um drew was searching like the like a certain section of the house also and she's the one that found yeah she's the one that found i could also see drew being like if he did murder her um is it is it like he did murder her or is it still kind of like are we in a weird state of like it's still so everything eh. that is haste or hearsay so he was charged okay so if he it was did... like all right nick like he was charged with her murder but it was all like hearsay evidence right or kathleen yeah yeah and this was it he wasn't charged in 2004 he wasn't charged until 2000 i'm, I'm saying in oh, general 2012 if, I'm trying to figure out if I'm saying if he did kill her or when he killed her. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which to say. So he has been convicted of the murder of Kathleen Savio. So he has, according to the eyes of the law, killed her. Okay. So we say if with Stacy, we say has with Kathleen. Okay. Yeah. So he killed her he's ordering people around definitely doesn't want to be the one to find the body. Yeah. Um, and I could just see him just being like, I'm going to go search over here. And then just standing in that room with his arms crossed, waiting, like checking his watch, like, all right, a few minutes has passed. I'm going to go move to a different room. So it looks like I'm checking things when I know what the fuck is happening. Cause if she's announced by herself for days on end, he had time to clean to get anything out of the way that he like he had more than enough time to clean up after himself this isn't like chris watts rushing to do it the the night of like so another re- so a reason he might have killed her is that um she had a life insurance policy for over a million or for a million dollars in her name and her sons were beneficiaries of that and she would have received their home, their three hundred thousand dollar home in the divorce settlement. Possible reasoning. Houses in Bolingbrook are very nice. Yeah. Um, doubts that it was an accident was. Um... <sighs> I could see it being an act, like being her slipping and falling and doing it. Also, the hearsay against that is extreme. <laughs> So James goes on to say that um, I had some doubts as to what happened because the pictures that we did see the tub was empty, um, but there was all kinds of blood still around, still in the tub and around the drain drain in the rim of the tub. Wasn't this alibi Stacy? I think so. Yes. And she's now missing. Yeah. Cacoon with a man. Caribbean. Um, He said that. (laughs) I thought I'm being back- sarcastic for the record of the podcast audience, but th- I mean, he. I know the documentary talked about how he told a bunch of things to Stacy, but she was his wife, so she didn't have to testify. That is true. <laughs> That's still a weird law to me. It's a is that I, weird? Is that just, I mean, is that weird to me, or is that about weird what? to anyone? Like where you can't testify against your spouse? Is that just me? That's weird, right? I think it's saving because oh, yeah. people know that you're gonna lie anyway. Yeah. Like if you're like you're gonna try and do everything in your power to protect well, you got the Fifth them. Amendment for that. So it's like one also... of those old English laws that don't make sense to me. Oh no, it's like telling me an atheist to put my hands in the Bible and swear to God that I'm not gonna lie in court. Well, you can do the Constitution. Shut up. <laughs> and shut your fucking whore mouth. <laughs> fucking blasphemer. Fucking God. <laughs> 
If I so, see you in the afterlife, I'm going to be angry. So James also I, says... I hope I'm in heaven and you're in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have many questions for the, for the higher ups so james said i thought in the back of my mind that if there was water in the tub that um that would have probably diluted some of the blood and the blood would have gone out with it but as we look at pictures there's still a lot of blood inside the tub so everyone's starting to doubt that it was an accident and there's also some witnesses to Savio's will. Um, Steve Carcerano, um, who is the neighbor that discovered her body, um, he testified that when he left out, um, sorry. I'm out of alcohol and I'm sad. <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess that's the extent of it, is that she did have, um, sorry. So, Stacy also had a witness to her will, and that witness is also the same person that was brought to the house to find her body. Not brought to the house to find her body, but was brought to the essentially house. brought to and the house up. to find her body. Essentially, yeah. But <laughs> that's basically- you said Stacy. I think you meant Kathleen. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Savio. Yeah. Um, that's where we'll leave it for this. Um, anything I find throughout before the next episode, we'll just throw in the next episode to switch things and fact check. I'll also try to I'll also try to fact check everything as we as I edit, but we'll see how that goes. I'm gonna try and watch this documentary to answer Adam's questions about things. It's only 45 minutes. It's not bad. Yeah, so, well, you know what? It's actually very interesting. Probably. Yeah. I it's like it's. I'm a nerd. <laughs> the other one was an hour 15 and not that interesting. <laughs> so, thank you everyone for listening to our part one of Drew Peterson and its sporadic craziness. That is just this entire fucking case and us trying to piece it together. We'll get into more of it in part two. We'll go into Stacey's appearance and then hopefully the trial, the free trial, the trial, all the really good stuff that happens before the pre trial. We'll get into all of it. We'll get into the nitty gritty. Don't worry. You'll get all the aspects of this that we can give you. And we'll try to fact check ourselves as we go. If you have any, but we're, we are, we are, we are drunks as we do this. So, yes. If you have any, ideas of be like you know someone we can cover for a murder because we're kind of i, I refuse I, to cover people cover people for murders that's cover true murders. I well yeah. never no we would never do that at all ever for legal reasons but if you have someone who's committed Nick murder a camera you, <laughs> if you have someone who we has cover. committed a murder and you'd like us to talk about a case a, you can yeah, call a it case, a case yeah a case yeah that thing I know what I'm talking about. I'm not drunk. Um, send us that name, and we'll do things about it and play with ourselves. Hopefully, better than this one because this is for me. My brain, as I'm drunk and at the end of this, it is sporadic, and I know editing this is going to kill me. But we'll rebound. We'll make part two fucking great. Uh, if you want to find us on social media and on podcasting platforms. Our link tree is in the description. You click on that. It'll give you the link to everything, all of our social medias, everywhere we're on um, podcasting platforms, and our Podbean. And if you click on our Podbean, in the upper right-hand corner is become a patron. You click on that. You pay a certain amount of money. You get some fun, tascular, fun, tascular. Words are hard. You get some fun, tas. I'm Fantas- done. Fantasticular torsion. 
you get fun stuff. <laughs> torsion. Without torsion. You get fun stuff. You pay us money, you get more content. At $3 tier, you get unedited. $1 tier, And torsion if you want it. No. No. Oh, then okay. that's from Nick specifically. We'll put that at a tier. I'll add it. <laughs> we'll, add it. we'll add a torsion tier. $1, you'll get some Taskmaster special that we did at the beginning of the year that I don't remember and I still haven't watched back. But it's I know wild. I didn't win. <laughs> I didn't win it and I don't fucking care anymore. But you can watch that and find out who won for yourself. As someone who edited it, it was fucking insane. <laughs> and I mean, after that, thank we you. And I appreciate you. Movie, thank it's you. It's a three hour movie now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Nick, what the fuck you gotta say? Um In order yeah, to yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're doing this bit again. Oh I did it already? Yeah, this is the, yeah, you've done this a couple times. Oh, on drunken jurors specific, specifically <laughs> words specifically. in order in order to watch me chug the rest of this meat you need to pay us how much we, how much do they need to pay three dollars three dollars three dollars a month in order to see me chug a lot of meat but you know we it's, like to drink with nick because nick is our mate and when we drink with nick he gets it down in eight seven well that was santa just like this fucking episode. <laughs> Thanks, we appreciate you. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs>